Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Set it off the happy hour, Mike. What's going on? <laughs> Doing all right, bud? Yeah, we have yet to pour anything. Yeah, so where are, the hell? What are we, what are we recording this dry? Yeah, dude, this Pause. is the new Buffalo Happy Hour. We go in everything dry. Oh, so not sober? <laughs> sure, that's what I was referencing. Yeah, there you go. Today, we have a selection of Woodford Reserve wheat garbage, Devil's <laughs> Drew. <laughs> Devil's River barrel strength, decent, but 14 years old at this point. And then Hartman's Experimental. I think that that's the uh, stout one. I don't know. Go, which one do you want? I have to get rid of some of this stuff because I'm not moving these to the new house because I will dump these before I move them. Which one do you want? You want to get, grab that Hartman, bro? Which one is that? Is that I want to figure out which one it is first. Second, it's like 12 degrees in the studio. Correct. It's after work and you have yet to change at all correct like i've already showered i got sweats on well i got off I'd work five minutes ago so correct how about you pour some of this so i would can you, would you hold on uh, die uh, hello it's finishing a wine barrel there you go so this is probably the uh this is the first one yeah oh yeah oh yeah synthetic cork it's oh, okay yeah. fucking pour it what? Whoa, what? Where can they get other Hartman's products, Mike? Addies, thanks for your logo. <laughs> That's where. <laughs> Nailed it. Queen City Creative Works, thank you so much for your continued partnership slash sponsorship. Slash we... slash. What? Slash slash. <laughs> they are a local small business, just like Addies, but they can make branded merchandise for you to enjoy. So go head over to QueenCityCreativeWorks.com, click the Shop Now button, and enjoy. Addie's is a fine wine, spirits, and wine sommelier-staffed liquor store. <laughs> so their logo should be here. And if it's You're not, it should be there. Hell yeah. But, uh... I got a hole in my sock. Yeah. I don't know how you live your life. Is there anything more depressing than... It's... Ew! <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That should be on the Patreon, bruh. This is a Patreon People got to pay for officially. this stuff. Um, okay, so... Do you... Uh, at what point do you buy new socks? How often do you buy new socks and underwear? Immediately once they're thinning. I don't get them to the point where they're holy. When I notice, like, oh, this is thin, and, like, it's about to become holy, be gone with you. So how Not often... Worth it. How often would you say... Socks last a while nowadays. Yeah. I mean, growing up, you know, I wasn't the only kid that got clothes at Rite Aid. But listen, <laughs> like, that's, you know, that was it. But, yeah, as soon as things got holes in them, it's, it's shot. What about underwear? 
Yeah, no, I don't play that game. Boxers or briefs? Um, hold on. Boxers are like the flowy ones that you can get. A, yeah, American briefs Eagle. have like the little nest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, not like you know what I mean. Not like there's an inseam no, on them. Basically, it's yeah. not just like free flow and then. Your beans can choose left or right yeah. side on no, the no, divider. No. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No, no, I like having, you know, some security. That high inseam. Yeah. Yeah, not, no whitey tighties. I'm not trying to get a rash. Who wears those? 65-year-old like, Vietnam vets <laughs> um, who are probably older than 65 nowadays. All right. It is 2023. Put yourself yet. Yeah, we, we are recording. 25-year-old Vietnam <laughs> vets. Like, like, they weren't even alive yet. Like, Mike, the war didn't end yesterday. Um, the... Oh, I understand. It's a volunteer. Uh, actually, it wasn't volunteer. There was a draft, and uh, pretty much everyone that fought in Vietnam was like eighteen. Pretty much. I mean, there was obviously older and senior NCOs or yeah. whatever. Okay. Anyway, moving on. It is Pearl Harbor today. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like the eighty-fifth anniversary or some insane number. Great transition from tidy whities to Pearl Harbor. You know, oil still leaking from. Uh, <laughs> From the USS Arizona. So while we're on the topic of weird military escapades, uh, so Sean McDermott going off the... <laughs> okay, I seriously, seriously, is that not one of the worst analogies to ever choose from? The terrorist attackers were good teammates because they were effectively communicating to execute the attack. You could have chose pretty much anything else. It now question, is that one of the worst analogies of all time? In a vacuum, yes, but I thoroughly believe that there is more in a conversations. A, yes. A thousand Okay, <coughs> we'll dive into that after. We'll dive into okay. So but yes, just the analogy. Just the analogy, there's 1000% is a million <laughs> other analogies that you could have used in that situation. Yes. Is is this in the same vein as essentially using an analogy to defend Hitler. You, we're, you know how some people are like, I mean, yes Hitler and was no. on to something. Yes and like, no, but that's completely different because that is justifying what Hitler did. He was not justifying that the terrorists were good. He was just saying that the terrorists were good communicators. Yeah, but if someone is... Def if someone makes that Hitler analogy, that's what you naturally imply and assume anyways from hearing that. Here's what I'm going to assume, because everyone's all against Sean McDermott right now, and I, I, I get it. Uh, here's a, I'm not for or against. Right. I just think it was an unbelievably asinine decision to make. See, now, this is how I think that, that conversation went. It was like, in training camp, and it was getting close to 9-11. Okay? And in they, 2019. In 2019, Correct. Five years ago, or four years ago at this point, math. And what I think was happening is they were getting closer to September 11th, and he was talking about communication. And he probably said something along the lines of, we need to be good communicators. Hell, even the terrorists in 9-11 were good communicators. I bet that that's how that conversation went. No. Do you have transcripts? D well, did you read the, the entire article as well? Yeah, but it's from some nerd that is a Bills reporter. I, like, you can't trust that written four years later. I understand. I just think that everyone's out did for you Sean watch McDermott his, right did now. Did you watch his press brief? 
Yeah, and he he's not going to defend himself. He's just saying, "I'm I'm sorry. I'm not going to get into it. I know. Whatever. I'm sorry. Pull the podium out. Let me Venmo you four hundred dollars or whatever. Just let me get out of this situation." <laughs> I seriously think that it was just one of those situations. Like September 11th is coming up. They might have even been talking about it earlier in practice. <laughs> one of in the some worst decisions. Correct. Ever. But in a vacuum, yes, it's bad. But overall, I don't. There has to be more to the story because I can guarantee you Sean McDermott did not say, you know what, today I'm going to bring up 9-11 because that's just a, that's a home run hit. I hope. I just can't get over the fact that this is an actual conversation. And it's already made nationwide news. Four years later at a time where the Bills have to win and there's already distractions going on about Von Miller. And there's like, already fan talk about getting him out. They literally talked about on local sports radio, not mentioning the station, but local sports radio, they've already discussed how the fan base in the overall arching city of Buffalo are mad at consistently losing and it never getting better. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the Sabres as an organization, it's been we have good prospects in the AHL. The Mavericks or what the Mercs, like no mm. one actively watched except for last season. No one cared about going to right. any of their games. Now our farm team basically has like the miners have legitimate talent, and we're like we'll just let them foster down there, and then we'll just you know onesie twosies, mm -hmm. and then we have horrendous trades going on from a dude that probably should have just been cut and then picked up after the fact, right. and. No change. Like, the front office of the organization is still a dumpster fire. We, like, we've missed on McDavid. Like it, it, Name it. Like, mm -hmm. the Sabres have been a joke for, like, 30 years. Yeah. It's sad. So 2006-2007, when they traded Drury and Briere that was it. in this same year, that was I'm it. like, we're done for the rest of our life. Yeah, that pretty was much. It. Pretty much. Yeah. We won the President's Cup, and then double botch. Yeah. So, and now you have the Bills, where the window's over. It's obvious. We see it. Like, we essentially wasted two opportunities to win a Super Bowl back-to-back. -back. See, now, I think that's where you and I disagree, because I don't think the window's so, over. So, there's obviously always a chance with Josh Allen. However, we've wasted a lot of his prime years, and now he's going into the senior-esque aspect of his career statistically. Obviously, you have guys like Aaron that have been around for, like, 25 years, but, I mean, can Josh have a career longer than 10 years in the NFL, 1,000% absolutely no questions asked, in my mind. However, is it now going to get more and more difficult financially to get a Super Bowl than it was when we had that window? Mm -hmm. Of course. Sure. And that's that's the issue that I'm running into. It's not about talent. It's not about you know Josh Allen passes prime. It's literally finance. And I just don't think that we have the funds anymore because we've kicked the can down the line so far, and now we're just like... That's it. Like yeah. I just don't. I just don't see it. So thirteen seconds, and then the year after, or the year, what was it? The year before, the year after with the Rams, where it was like that was remember. the other. That was the other year where we had the easiest schedule, and then we just blew it, where we lost to the Chiefs again, and then the Chiefs ended up winning. Like it's just frustrating to watch. And now the fan base is just fed up. Two years ago, yeah. Yeah, they're just fed up. They're like, we can't, like, we just can't bear it anymore as a fan base. Yeah. And the only way to fill the arena specifically is by winning games. And they're not. They're just consistently losing games. And if you watch the last game against Detroit, like, what? 
Talking about Sabres now, yeah. Yeah, good grief. I mean, how do you how do you endure that for your entire life and then not just be like, I just, I'm not moving. Like, I still, you know, I'll support them, but I'm not spending money. Mm-hmm. I'm not, and I, I've been like that with the Bills. I don't know, dude, since I was like 16, 17, that was basically when I made the decision not to buy seasons. Right. You know, like I'm not going to spend $1,200 on season tickets a year because they're the team. Like it's just not a good investment in my mind. It would be different if you and I were partiers because there's a lot of people that buy season tickets specifically to go tailgate and then be hammered and sober up for four hours and not spend $14 for a beer in the actual stadium. So you buy tickets for the party in the environment of that. Like, I feel like that is probably a majority of the season ticket holders. Yeah. I would never do that. I haven't paid for, like, we used to go to home openers every year, but even then, I'm just, I told you at the start of this year, I was done. Like, I emotionally am disconnecting myself from all these losses because it just doesn't matter anymore. When we lost to Zach Wilson in the first week, <laughs> and it was like West Seneca West High School was fa- was playing a national football team, I was so upset, and I'm like, this is it. I'm done being angry at this team anymore. I'm sitting here wasting my Sunday with another dude's name on my back, drinking alcohol, thinking that we're going to win. It's just It was pointless at that point. So I'm I'm done. Like I don't care if we win the Super Bowl. Awesome, I'll celebrate. If we lose, I couldn't care less because literally it does not impact my day to day pay whatsoever. Yeah, my company that I work for isn't even in Buffalo, so who cares what the Bills do? I get it. I get it. So tidy whities when you <laughs> picture yourself as like a gold bond, in high school gold bond body powder. Oh, God, we're not making Play-Doh. That's the only way to survive whitey tighties, bro. I've never done that in my entire life. You've never used body powder? No. The yellow container? Bro, you haven't lived. No, my reference to that is when I used to work when I was a manager at Tops, I was in Dairy Frozen, and I was working with this older guy. Super awesome. I, I I loved working with him. He was like a grandfather to me at the time because he was older, but he would always talk about how he uses baby powder. And my other boss, who is off the rails, kept saying, can you imagine that's like Play-Doh probably in there now? <laughs> I'm like, I can never look at that stuff ever again in my entire You'd life. You'd be so surprised. It doesn't coagulate like that, first of all. I'm Second, a sweaty boy. I might. Baby powder is disgusting, and it smells terrible. Gold Bond is the standard, and it's amazing. It Do you still use it? When needed. I've never... I don't even think I've owned a bottle. Long walks on the beach? No, so if I'm... <laughs> If it's if it's raining out and I'm going to go for a hike with Sam and then I potentially might just get absolutely soaked everywhere, absolutely. Like no doubt. I've used it I've used it in the middle of summer. Does it help like chafing? Is that yeah, the, okay. it prevents it. Oh, okay. So it's it's huge in the army. It's huge cuz you're walking everywhere. So you serve. So you have <laughs> So there's foot powder, obviously, which is in the blue bottle, red cap. That's awesome. And then the yellow bottle, you, you, I mean, dude, you could just coach yourself. Like I, there's some brothers that I've walked miles with, <laughs> and they were they were whiter than I were, and they're like, we just, I don't want to deal with it because the straps dig yeah. into your shoulders and in your traps, you don't want that, and then it, it cuts on your collarbone, you don't want that on your back for prickly heat, don't want that. Protect the beans, Don't baby. Want that. Don't want that. Yeah. It's so painful. And, you know, that I can't, I don't know how to do this, like, for kids, but, like, 
No gotta, kids are watching this. You gotta dude. go. You gotta go up because your booty cheeks are gonna like they're gonna Smack rub together, yeah. and rub. And then when it's gross, like you can't you can't have that. So you gotta you gotta powder all that. What do you do? Do you take like one of those uh, what are those things for fireplaces yeah, where no, you're just like no. <laughs> you so, just go up there and just start puffing it in? Like what do you do? Very funny story. We had uh, we had a guy and. We've done this in, we did it in Australia, and then we did it in Louisiana, where each guy got an all fours, nothing on, waist down, and then one guy held the bottle and then just punched it, <laughs> and then it literally did that effect, and then got in the areas that you wanted it to get in. Um, but, yeah, that's one way to apply. The other way to apply is just, like, shaking it into your hand and then just rubbing it on. Super simple. And then the other way to do uh, your trunks is you just pull the center of the waistband out and then just dump, and then you just kind of do a little <laughs> drip-dry jump up and down type deal and get it around and then go on your merry way. I've never used it before. It's amazing. It's amazing. Interesting. It's actually really good for your skin. So what happened to, like, white undergarments? Like, tidy whities and even white socks. Nobody buys white socks or white boxers anymore. Like, they're gone. I mean, I think the people that buy them are in, like... I don't know, Hickville in like the weird part of Eastern Tennessee that nobody wants to talk about. <laughs> Do you wear white socks? No. When was the last time you bought a pair of white socks? And what are you even using them for? I was an adolescent and they were purchased for me for Christmas. I <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> like I will wear black ankle socks. Actually, That's really it. Actually, full disclosure, I do have white no show like legit no show socks for low cut mm. white shoes that okay. I have because I can't just can't I can't wear black socks with those were they're you, white shoes. Were you ever a like white shin sock guy with like slip on Adidas? I'd roll them down. I'd roll them down and then I would basically like tube socks. I would just roll to get them as low as possible and then I would just re roll them over like my heel. And then I would just have that crease in my arch and just deal with the pain. Men's fashion makes no sense to me. Oh, it's atrocious. There's some fashion stuff coming out. Like, I think we've talked about this before, but people wearing suits or, like, even jeans that go up to four inches, five inches above the ankle and then having no-show socks and dress shoes. So you're looking at a pair of dress slacks that go down to halfway down the shin. Then you see their leg. And then you have dress shoes. I will never understand that in my entire life. I, I just I don't understand. Because you dress like a nineteen twenty Italian mobster. <laughs> I mean that's fair, but I just that's European fashion that finally made its way across the pond. Why don't you want your pants covering your ankles? Because it's hot, dude. No, that's, it's not. That's a Mediterranean like Dubai vibe. I can see that with like, like moccasins, but you're wearing fifteen degrees. Yeah, but you're wearing Oxford dress shoes with a full suit. Like if you're gonna wear a full suit, you just accept the fact that you're warm. <laughs> I would only wear Johnson and Murphy's. Um, <laughs> they make shoes for pants. No, Oxford is the style. You I, I, pleb. I, no, <laughs> that's the joke, Derek. Goodness gracious! <laughs> like I can see that with a pair of moccasins or something like that, where you're just like that are fleece. That, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Probably purple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you just walked off the set of Aladdin. There you I, go. I don't know, dude. Like the whole genie look, I just can't. I can't do, but it's fine. What other men's fashion that you just can't get behind? 
I mean, I understand the point of do rags. You got to get wavy. <laughs> um, I honestly don't understand the point of them because I've never like wanted or needed to learn hoodies under peacoats. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Hoodies under peacoats, I never understood, and I have friends that do it like borderline year round, and I'm like, I, I get it. It's like a Silicon Valley vibe, but like it's it's Buffalo, bro. Yeah, like right. just I don't know. Put a hat on. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you need you need to look like a hoodlum. I I just don't. I don't. Very traditional. I don't know. One of my biggest things is I hate polos with gym shorts. Like when you see that, it's just like guy, you can't even try it all. Like the Adam Sandler look. Yeah, the Adam Sandler. I just can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, granted, he doesn't care. He doesn't need to do anything. No. He's Adam Sandler. Right. He's just, he's one of a kind. But it's weird because then you got like Kyle thinking he is Adam Sandler too and he can just dress like Adam Sandler. It's like that style isn't transferable though. No. You also don't have 40 mil in the bank, Kyle. Right. Like go back and drink your monster <laughs> and put some more holes in the drywall. You know, I just, I can't do it. Yeah. So, question. Yep. What is the most annoying habit? That someone else can have to you. So I think the easy one, the one that I experience the most that is very annoying, <laughs> but I feel like it's everybody's annoying habit is chewing with your mouth open. Yeah, it makes me want to leave the room. Like, I, when I hear yeah. it, I just, I can't finish the meal. You're ruining this. Yeah. I have, so I have this guy that I think might listen to the podcast. I've talked to him about it before, but he used to work with me at my previous job. Well, I used to work with him at my previous job. He's still there. He chews with his mouth open all the time, and all of us on our team asked him or told him that he sounds like that, and he goes, that's just the way that I've always chewed. I can't change it. I'm like, but you can, though. Like, this isn't. You can change it though. I'm not like, asking close you to your mouth. Yeah, I'm not asking you to write with your left hand when <laughs> yeah. you're right-handed. <laughs> right. I'm just saying keep the lips closed, brother. And he was chewing almonds and pretzels too. So it's not even like it was just a turkey sandwich. It was echoing through the entire 19th floor. And I just couldn't get around to it because everybody knew. Everyone would be on a call and you would just hear that and immediately cringe. That is probably the most annoying sound. Gina does it every once in a while, and I just stare at her, and I'm like, are we really doing this right now? And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's just like the mouth needs to be closed. It costs $0 to chew correctly. Yeah. And if I have a child, I will never hit my child. I will hit the (laughs) hell out of that kitchen table if I hear that. We are not farm animals. Yeah. We are civilized human beings, and that... That's a no-go. You need to fix that immediately. Yeah. This is what you do. Just like you're not biting silverware. That's my second one. You don't bite silverware while eating. That, I I get it. I understand yeah. why nuns would just take spoons <laughs> and hit people. You know? what, what about the whole... Unless it's... Like sipping coffee and stuff? Only if it's unbelievably hot. Yeah, right. Well, you don't and you don't want to burn your mouth. It's dude. a it's a one and done. Yeah. Oh, it's too hot. I gotta slurp it like an idiot. Right. Now I'm gonna wait six minutes. I got some good flavors actually from doing that. Try that out a little quick. Real quick. I, I'm okay. 
I'm good. I'm not going to stoop there. Yeah. I just... Chewing with your mouth open is a borderline, like, unwritten rule, allowable offense to just one-off hit somebody. That's got to stop. I completely agree. We're better than that. We've been we've been here for more than two thousand years. We've adapted enough. Okay. And you're in a civilization. Like it's not like you're on a farm. I don't know what that a word what? was. A farm. It's not like you're on a farm. Even if learning you were. from cow. Well, you're learning from cows, dude. I, dude, we could be in the middle of nowhere, just the two of us alone. I would be alone, and I would never just be like, it's finally safe. Yeah. <laughs> like and Pete Carroll on the sideline. It's like, dude, can you stop for five minutes? <laughs> he puts in a new piece of gum every play, I swear. <laughs> He's just gnawing. His jawbones have to be so crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. My biggest, so I guess this is probably a personal flaw of mine because I look for this in other people, but I really hate when people latch on to a certain word at the end of their sentences. Not like um. Um is a very common one to basically build time before your next thought. Sometimes people use it just out of habit. But I used to work with a guy, again, that would always say right at the end of every sentence. So he would be like, I really hate when people do this, right? And sometimes it's whiskey. Like, it really tastes really good, right? And he would just always say right at the end of the sentences. So much so that we were having an interview with somebody one time, and they were responding to every time he said right because they thought it was a question that they were required to answer. You know what I would have done? What? Yeah. <laughs> I would have just started look every time he said it, I would have just looked right and be like, oh, yeah, sorry. But, oh, yeah. oh, sorry. <laughs> and then I was just like, this whiskey tastes really good, left. And I would just go laugh all the time. But um, like sometimes those stuff get to me after a while too, where I'm just thinking to myself, just relax and be a little bit more articulate. Even if you have to speak a little slower, that's fine. Just be more articulate. That's what bothers me a lot. My grandfather always used to say, you see, but only when he reached a certain age. Mm. He was like 70, and then he would start saying it. And it was clarifying. It was like a back brief mid-story. So I was like, do you need me to, like, not? Like, I was like, (laughs) yes, Grandpa, yes. And then... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Elements of it made sense on whatever the top, like it had to be a specific topic. So if he's teaching me something, this is how you cut wood. So you put the wood here, you see? Yes. That makes sense. You're physically teaching me how to do something. But if we're talking about Bethlehem Steel and we're just talking about punching in, it's like, yeah, so I punched in at 9 o'clock, you see? Like, there's... I'm not a manager, so I don't need to see. Right. Right? There's nothing to see. And then even if you did do that and I did witness that, I did see it because I'm not <laughs> blind. So you don't have to ask me if I did see it. So that's that's where I, like, <laughs> that's where you lose me. But it was kind of cute. And then he died. And, Jesus. you know, now it. No one says it now, so I'm hoping someone in the family picks it up. That means you got to start doing it, you see? I, I'm probably, in my mind, in my entire line of generation of the family, between, like, all my cousins, there are, element, like, there are elements of my grandfather in me, you see, a lot. <laughs> so I'm hoping, but I don't know. I don't know. You see? That's a good one, though. It is. It is a good one. I don't know. There's there's a lot of the stuff that just bothered me just because I guess I'm a shallow person, but there's just like there's <laughs> there's a lot of discussions that I'm just like, why are you doing this? But whatever. What are you gonna do? We shall see. You yes, see? we shall. You see. What else you got? You ready? Yeah. Okay. This one's slightly deeper than the last one. Pause. Heavy pause. Have you ever felt out of place anywhere? Yes. <clears throat> Just because I always feel like I have imposter syndrome all the time everywhere I go. This is more of like, are we? Are you my therapist? Is that what we're doing? No. Are we, are we just having like a therapist? I was session? along the lines of like, yeah, the North Towns. Um Went to a party and I was the only dude white. You know, like I, that was strange. Yeah. Didn't really know what to do. Um, I didn't try to dance. Right. <laughs> so played to my strengths. Um, like if we went to things a, like that. If we went to a podcasters convention, do you feel like you would feel out of place? Yes. Why? I. Because we're not normal podcasters. That's <laughs> Are you kidding me? We would look around and be like, that fits. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's that imposter syndrome that makes you just completely feel out of place. Yeah. People would ask us, why are you here? Yeah. Like, I, we don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not to sound pretentious or anything, but we were in Ireland one time for the podcast. It's kind of how we feel at Buffalo's Best. Correct. When we win Buffalo's Best, we're just kind of like standing there and they're like, Buffalo's Best Italian Dinner. And it's like Jean Carlos, you know, like that makes sense. Yeah. And or like best steak, and it's like still Jean Carlos. You're like that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. And then it's like best podcast. It's like 
no one cares. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're just like, we're always in suits. But yeah, we're the best dressed people there for no reason. (laughs) But the thing is, is if we lose, we'll be devastated. 2024, baby. First loss. You think? I don't know. I really don't. I hope not. I know, obviously, but the thing that I can't stand about statistics, Derek, is that they only tell you about the past. That's fair. That's very fair. It is. All right. What, are you done drinking? No, nah, dude. I'm just waiting to figure it out. Get a little pour going on. <laughs> That's next week. <clears throat> okay. Poor? Yeah, of being poor. Valid. <laughs> Valid. You okay. Some? No, you finish that. So. You got to finish that Woodford, bro, because I ain't taking that anywhere. <laughs> I'm dumping it out after today. Me and you own Ben and Jerry's. We founded it. Okay. We didn't die of heart attacks yet. And also, our names don't change to Ben and Jerry, because I don't know who's Ben and who's Jerry. If we made our own ice cream place, would it be Mike and Derek's? Or do do you think that Ben and Jerry's has a patent on two first-name ice cream places? I think they're both family members. Aren't they, like, brothers? I have no idea. We're Ben and Jerry's brothers. Do you think they have, uh, like, a copyright on... You can't open up Probably. Mike and Ike. Wow. <laughs> Who the hell's Ike? <laughs> is Ike an actual person? What is a Mike and Ike? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, are they brothers? They were, oh, they were childhood friends who met in Merrick, New York. In 1977, the two of them completed an ice cream making correspondence course from Pennsylvania State University and opened their first shop in a converted gas station in Burlington, Vermont. The rest is history. So they weren't brothers. They were childhood friends. Mm. Um, they met in middle school gym class. So if... So, okay. We own an ice cream place. We're making a new ice cream flavor. What's in it? No names, just ingredients. We're not trying to name our ice cream. Okay. We're just building ice cream. Pieces of one eight nine maple bacon, hundred percent. It's got to be in there. You're putting that's the first ingredient. <laughs> Not yeah, okay. First of all, <laughs> that's a, sir, that's where you start. Yeah, doesn't okay. that sound great? What ice cream? Oh, <laughs> that's a good place to start. <laughs> Chocolate vanilla, um, maple bacon. <laughs> I mean, I guess for the maple bacon, you would have to have vanilla. You can't have chocolate in there. Who says? My taste buds. <laughs> I don't know if I would want maple and chocolate. I agree in the same with one. you. I just I didn't know if anyone yeah. outright has said you can't do that. No, I think okay, that. I, yeah, I think you start with the base of vanilla. Bro, this is mine. You started so out of left field. Thanks, dude. I think that what I would do is I would do vanilla ice cream, maple. Candied bacon. Cookie dough. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know. I just really love maple candied bacon, and I want more things in life to contain that. Have you ever had that in ice cream yet? No. Have you? No, because it doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Has no one really put bacon bits in ice cream before? I don't think bacon's ever been put in ice cream. We should do that because I think there's a market for that. I don't think we should. 
<laughs> would you have maple bacon and ice cream? I will. If you went to Cold Stone and you had vanilla ice cream and they had bacon bits there, you're telling me you truly wouldn't ask them to mix that in on that Cold Stone? I wouldn't for my entire dish. No. If you did, I would try it. <laughs> oh, one and done. But I wouldn't spend $7 at Cold Stone with bacon in it. I mean, that's fair. Okay. I'm looking get at Get more this. whiskey first. Oh, my goodness. I saw you want to get up, and then I started asking you questions, and then you're, like, sitting down. I Let me drink the garbage, because that's what I am. So if you say whiskey, I'm gonna kill you. Is such a freaking normal loser. What in ice Flavor, cream? Yeah. No, 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 no. God. No. I thought you were gonna take the easy way out and say, I don't know, maybe vanilla and caramel. No, I'm thinking I want timeless ingredients. Okay. You know how they just remove Skittles? Yeah. Yeah, I'm worried about timeless ice cream. Because if we own this thing, right, then I want. Like the Danny special yep. sub is meat. Mine's not a sponsor. Yeah, is is meat that'll like never go away. So okay, pause. <laughs> so that makes sense, right? So <clears throat> chocolate has to be my base. Yeah. For my all time, this is it. I feel like there has to be elements of banana and peanut butter infused somewhere and somehow because I love that mm -hmm. flavor combination and I just love candy so I love Reese's I love Kit Kats the problem is peanut butter cups get really annoying sometimes when you mix them into ice cream whereas with Kit Kats it's a wafer so if it breaks or becomes, like, angular, it doesn't destroy anything. Right. And from a texture standpoint, it's pretty good. So I'd most likely go Kit Kat. Okay. So you're making Mike special. That's what you're doing. You're not inventing flavors. You're making Mike special ice cream. <sighs> Which we did ask, invent a flavor. Because if we're talking about, like, what Derek's special is, it's already out there. And Ben & Jerry's is the one that made it. Half-baked is the way to go for me all the time. You get those cookie dough crumbles and that uncooked brownie that's probably going to get you sick. This is so bad. I, I know, dude, right? Woodford Woodford sucks. Um, <laughs> just, you get, we, just that one. Yeah, but you get half-baked, and that's a home run for me every time. But I thought that we were inventing flavors. This is the malt. This isn't the wheat. Is it? Yeah. Kentucky straight malt mm. whiskey. You're right, but it was still bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Or it's it's not, not good. it's not good. Yeah. It is bad. Okay, so if you had to invent a if flavor. If I had to invent Because a you're flavor, basically taking all candies and putting it in and you're saying this is mine. And that's not fair. That's not that's not right. I get it, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but since we were talking about it, how come Skittles were the only one that got banned? What about Mike and Ike's? Mike and Ike's weren't like made out of poison. I think that all of it is made out of poison. It's literally just it's sugar. sugar in a capsule. Sure. Technically, sugar is not good for you. Well, what is Skittles? Red, the dye 240? Is that the thing that got Skittles stupid. all yeah. fired? Yeah. I don't know. They went, yeah, they went full Sean McD on it. So <laughs> Skittles are like 9-11, kind of. 
like McDermott, relax a second. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> if I had to invent a flavor, how come my initial impromptu reaction is vanilla ice cream with pineapple? <laughs> oh, God. Like pizza with pineapple? Yeah, which also, that's the number one pizza in Australia, useless fact. Have you ever had it? What, pineapple pizza? Yeah. Once. Did you like it? No. Really? Because I actually did. You can't say that. It's a Hawaiian pizza, bro. Your people are so mad at you right now. <laughs> My people. That's racist. You're canceled. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're the one that talks about <laughs> Zah six days a week. What do you mean? I don't think that anything can't go on a pizza. You don't think anything can't go on a pizza. What do you think would not belong on a pizza? That's edible. And we're not talking candy because obviously Skittles. No, I mean, dude, anchovies are so gross and those are on pizza. Right. So you don't think pineapple could go on pizza? What were those black, like, worm looking? Easy. uh, Fish looking things that would go on pizza. Are those anchovies? Yeah, those are anchovies. Right? Black things. I don't think anchovies are black. What are those things called? They're disgusting. I don't is, know if anchovies are black. Are isn't they? wait, is an anchovy like a, a a green? No, anchovy is fish. Yeah. Anchovies. That's what I'm no, thinking. No, anchovies of. are like little fish. Are you thinking of like caviar? No. Wait, isn't canned anchovies, aren't they black? Why am I thinking of something that's black? That's disgusting. And I'm not talking black olives. They're like fish. I thought they were fish. No, canned anchovies are, like, tan. All right, well, that's, I mean... Are you thinking, like, caviar or, like, fish eggs or something like that? No, I just, anchovies and pizza don't go... That's not a thing. But they are, though. It, like, but that's it's one of the most ordered pizzas. How? Okay. Say, <laughs> let's just say we're a woman okay. in 1960. We can be whatever we want. Right. But, Okay. Set the scene. Okay. We're both women in 1960, and we're both married to a man. Yes, we would have STDs. Probably. <laughs> but your husband orders and eats anchovy pizza, and then you have to kiss him. Right? I'd rather get divorced. <laughs> like, I... That's disgusting. I want to be able to kiss him for, like, four days. Why are you making this that we're women and it's men? How about I, right now that your significant other Because likes my wife would never do that. <laughs> let's say we're gay. So let's put ourselves in their <laughs> shoes. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Let's put ourselves in their shoes. You know? What's the grossest thing oh, like, <sighs> that tastes in your mouth and just lingers? The grossest thing? My ex. No. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> The grossest thing, or that like lingers? just a just a taste that just lingers. What I mean, what smell can you not deal with? Because it's really more smell. Because if like food wise, what smell can you not stand? Back in a grenade. <laughs> um, yeah. I would say a smell that I can't. Bleach is up there. I hate the smell of bleach. Um, bleach is just gross. Feces is up there. 
Well, no one's eating feces. I'm talking like people that eat stuff that people eat. Oh, you asked about... Sorry. As soon as you said, like, what's the smell you can't stand, I just immediately went to, like, the worst things in the world <laughs> in my head. Things that people eat. Dead people? It's like, well, yeah, like, duh. Re, like, reheated seafood is probably up there. That's awful. What about, like, fresh onions? Do you like the smell? Like, are yeah, you appalled okay. by fresh onions? Yeah. No, I'm fine with that. Like, sautéing onions? Yeah. That doesn't freak me out. I'm not saying freak you out, yeah, but that it's, you it's out? giving you a pause. That, that gets to you? It doesn't get to me, but, like, if I'm approaching somebody that just had fresh onions, I'm like, well, I mean, I got Orbit. Oh, you're talking, like, if someone eats a sub with onion on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I want to slap him across the face. Okay. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Right. I thought you were talking, like, you're in the kitchen sauteing no, onions no, 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 with no, some no, olive oil, pan no, hot at no. oil. No. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, pan hot at hole. <laughs> no, I'm saying like if you approach somebody and they have that on their breath. Oh yeah, I'm leaving. I just, <laughs> I'm gonna talk to you tomorrow and don't eat whatever the hell you just ate. Same with garlic. Oh, garlic gets you. Okay. Yeah. So if I'm if if you're working with somebody and they're sweating and then you smell what they ate last night, yeah, go home. Be gone with you. You know, like go. You know the eye-washing flush-out station for, like, chemical whatever? Yeah. Like, go stand there. <laughs> like, I'll find you later. You know? Like, I don't need you around. So something gross, which is another reason why we're moving, is our, uh, in our kitchen, has the hooks for our jackets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So if we make dinner, which we do every night, we rarely, rarely order. But when we make dinner, we use a lot of garlic because I'm Italian. Gina's, like, adopted Italian. So we're like there making garlic. What do you mean adopted Italian? We'll talk after. You know that her parent, her dad's adopted, so she's actually German. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That so makes she's sense. like an adopted Italian, but like she loves garlic. So our jackets will smell like garlic a lot of the time. So I go to the gym, taking my jacket to the gym. I put it in a locker because I'm going to work out. And then when I go to reopen my locker, it smells like garlic and onions. I'm like, I can't be going to the gym like this. No. Nobody told me I smell. Have you ever been in a situation where you realize after a long period of time that you smell? No. Ever? Yeah. Um, okay, so you've just never known that you smell. Well, no. I've been... I'm doubting that Mike's batting a thousand. No, no, no. It's not, it's not about batting a thousand. I've been called out for... Um, The only time we ever called each other out for smelling was in the army. Because it's, like, accepted. But it wasn't because we weren't... It wasn't, like, garrison. It was, like, you're three and a half weeks in the field, and you're like, hey, we've been wearing the same combat shirt for, like, six days. You're getting salt rings that you can't see because you can't... You yeah. literally can't see it. So, like, you're getting salt rings, and then, like, if you're downwind... It just it sucks because our whole unit was we were supposed to smell like the woods so that no one knew we were there because it was all reconnaissance. Sure. So you like you wanted to. One of the funniest moments, though, was when I called out other Derek for smelling because we did a it was like 19 click movement. Our rocks were like 90, literally 90 pounds, and he smelled like vinegar because <laughs> it was so bad. And he sweats more than anybody I've ever met. And we get to more than me. Yeah, I sweat a lot. I know. And he's it was it was crazy. I've also I've noticed that 
anybody that's ever deployed to Afghanistan and Iraq, they're just they're screwed. Like their body is just ruined for the rest of the life, and they just it could be sixty two and they're soaked. Like it makes it's just weird. So we get into our um, it was it was for training up in Fort Drum, and we get to a building, and it was for anyone that's ever been to Fort Drum. It's called a cactus. So we get to the buildings where it, you basically do mount. So like urban training. So it, they're like they're abandoned, vacant, multi-story buildings with just rooms and then no furniture. It's just a layout of a of a building, but it's like a small city, mm-hmm. and you use it for urban training, which is great, right? So we finally get into our building and like just go to sleep. Um, and acts like we're done training. It's like zero four in the morning. Go to sleep. Like okay. So we take our kits off. And that's when I told him, I'm like, you smell so bad. And he goes, come on, seriously? And I go, dude, <laughs> it's legit. And it's like 4.30 in the morning. And I, I can go, see him getting super yeah, paranoid about yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> seriously? And I go, dude, you smell like legit vinegar. And he goes, no way. And I said, here's what we're going to do. I said, change. And then I'm going to take your old clothes and we're going to go outside. So you have fresh air. I'm going to wait 30 seconds and you can sniff this. And he's like, deal. So I'm like, <laughs> like in the corner, just waiting. I'm like, what is this? it's so gross. So he's like, all right, I'm ready. I'm like, okay. So we go downstairs and I'm like, dude, it's so nice out. And he's like, it is, it is. And we just like look up at the stars and I'm like, this is awesome. Like we're finally, we can just sleep and decompress. And He's a squad leader and I'm a team leader at the time and I'm like, We're we're gonna be in good shape. And he's like, Absolutely. I was like, guys are down, like we're fine, we're up on sensitive items, like all nods, weapons, whatever. And I said, by the way, here you go. And he sniffs it and he goes, he's like, Oh god, oh he's like, What do I do? I'm like, I don't burn it. Like I, it's like ninety percent alcohol at this point. Like it'll probably go up That's in flames. Disgusting. So then he tells me that he um he finally got home and we had like a laundry sack. But it had like drawstrings, so he ties his, puts it in his rock, goes home, and he's like, I almost wanted to spray it with a hose. <laughs> it was so gross, dude. His wife was screaming at him, like, it smells so bad. That's I was disgusting. like, Yes, it does. It's it's just awful. Awful. That's that's, so disgusting. that's like the only time like Colleen's called me out for smelling when I got home. Like we we finally get back. To the barracks, we shower, change into an, a clean uniform, but it's still like it's on. It's like a film on yep. your skin. You literally need like a loofah to scrub it off, because right. it's just like a month in the field. Like you can't. It takes like four showers to finally get clean. And Colleen's called me out. She's like, "You still smell." I'm like, "I, I got it. Like I, I got it." Because what sucks is, you only have two pairs of boots. So if you're traveling through all these streams and rivers and creeks and you're just you smell yeah. like you can't do anything about it. Right. It's so gross. I I'm so glad it's over with. What are some of your worst smells that you absolutely can't stand <laughs> when people either smell like it or their breath smells like it? So and don't give me onion because we already yeah. talked about it. Just so, tell me tell me what you think. Someone's gonna bring up death. Like a decomposing body. Yeah, but I, I think that everybody finds that. Like, give us something unique. I mean, what about that frog day at biology class? I mean, that was gross. Ebombing fluid? Yeah. That's up there. Ebombing fluid smells terrible. I mean, I've been in a morgue before where I was there basically performing an autopsy <laughs> on somebody that was burned to death. And 
I don't know what. Yeah, we had to basically. Did you just flake things over to the side? We had to identify her, which meant we had to dissect her knee to find her knee replacement serial number so we can find her through that way. So that was how, how my college you know? experience went. How did you know it was a female? Hips? Oh, you could tell, bro. No, I don't know. We Just after the fact, when we found out who it was. I'm using her because we found out it was her. At the point, at the time... What did you see? Just skeleton? No, like... Like, how a, bad was the burn? Like, roasted flesh. So when you walk up to the table, you had no idea what the identity of the person was? Correct. Correct. Interesting. The burn was that bad, huh? Yeah. All right. Well... Camera issue. Derek's working through it. No, yours is gone. I'm good. No, mine is. Yeah, yours is gone. Now it's back. Right. Well, yeah, let us know what your worst smells were that you've experienced <laughs> because we've experienced some gross stuff and give us something actually to use because onions or garlic, we already talked about it. So get your own jokes, friends. If you want more content, go over to Patreon.com slash Buffalo Happy Hour. I had to think about that for a hot second. <laughs> Go to Patreon.com slash Buffalo Happy Hour. We have episodes over there, too, that you can watch. We do interact with everyone over there, and we're trying to grow that space, make it more interactive for y'all. So go check that out, Patreon.com slash Buffalo Happy Hour. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, like, comment, and do all that fun stuff. Share it with some friends. Let us know. Do you appreciate Sean McDermott's 9-11 comments? Because it's basically the whole topic of today's episode. And also let us know some useless things that you just can't stand that people do. Like chewing with their mouth open. Or pouring bad whiskey like Mike's doing right now. Let us know because we are here for you. Maybe we'll read it on an episode. And to our fans, if you thought the use of facts was going to be in the beginning of the episode, watch the entire episode and you will hear it. Well, there you go. Thank you everybody for today's episode. Please remember always drink responsibly, good person and Michael. Do not litter. We're out. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters. 
because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. 